Uh, we're going to invite Chris and Laura to come back up here for a second. And uh, Laura, this is going to be a microphone for you. So we're going to try to make sure we mic you up. Yeah, that might. So here was our here was our idea. Okay, um, it was <laughs> this <is> really good. <laughs> um, our idea was this: it's really hard when you come in uh, cold like they are. Okay, you've seen them; they've done the lip sync video, but and most of the time, all of you got to know them was two different sessions, and they've shared a lot about their life and experience, but. One of the reasons I wanted them to come down is because we, Amy and I, we love them as people. They have been people who've walked through life with us, and we've shared struggles. We've shared the good times in ministry, the bad times in ministry, not just that, the good times in life, the bad times in life. And I wanted you guys to get a chance to get to know them and hear about their marriage. And it, it just helps, you know, because you got somebody who's talking to you about marriage. And, yes, he's using God's word, but you want to kind of, like, know the person, right, and make sure. And they're... <laughs> They're good folks, and I want you to know that, okay, that they try to follow Jesus, and, um, and, and I just want the, to this to be clear. So what we're going to do here um, is we're going to um, interview, I'm going to interview them, ask them some questions, and I won't talk like Barbara Walters or anything. <laughs> Mowage, okay, I won't do that, all right? <laughs> um, edit that out if we're doing anything. Well, that, that'd be, don't put that on the website. We're going to be hated. Um, but uh, I want to ask them, I'm very sorry that I did that. Um, I want to ask them a few questions and get their responses so you can hear kind of their heart. And, and what we're doing is so, you, so we can connect together and see that we're in this together, okay? So if it, I'll, first question, um, uh, just, just tell us a little bit, if you will, about how you became Chris and Laura Kazee and not just, you know, how'd you, how, how'd you meet and get married and what was the process for that? And briefly, obviously. You got this? You go ahead. <laughs> you got this. Okay, well, it all started. Uh, we, were <laughs> oh, we were at the University of Kentucky, and we were involved in a campus ministry there called Campus Crusade for Christ. It's called, yeah, well, this is where it all started, honey. Um, it's called Crew now. And uh, Campus Crusade, they would take spring breaks down to the beach, and they would do ministry there during the spring break week. And uh, it was a lot of fun, and we would, we would do that. And what they did on these spring breaks is that the guys' rooms would take the girls' rooms off and on a group date. My room took Laura's room on a group date, and we had just a wonderful time, and we have a picture of me and Laura on this group date together, and that was really the first time we met, and she just doesn't remember it. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she has absolutely no recollection of okay, it. Okay, listen. listen can you, you hear your side of the story? Hello. Yeah, you gotta get close um, to it. I was a year older and wiser, right? Um, I was about to graduate. <laughs> I was about to move to Russia, of all places, to uh, be an, uh, a missionary for a year. And he was just a junior. I, I, I was not looking Ow. for a man. Um, I was very independent anyway at that point in my life. I didn't need one. I was ready to get out of there. It was like April, and I was graduating a month later. So, no, I don't remember that. I do vaguely remember your presence. <laughs> Harsh. Um, but I just, you know, vaguely. I had my mind set vaguely. on all this I was about to do. Do you want me to get it to actually when we really met? Sure. Okay. So, so fast forward, he's a senior at UK. I am a, um, a first-year intern in a city called Saratov, Russia, with a team of Americans. Um, we ministered to the, the English-speaking Russian students. Anyway, so in November of that, my first year, he came on a team of like 15 from UK, and they brought us yummy snacks and Reese cups and all these things that still give me make me warm and fuzzy. Um, because we didn't have those things where we were. And so he came, and that was the first time I really 
knew it, like knew his name. I'm like, oh, that dude's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, but again, I was in Russia. He was yeah. in Lexington. So fast forward that spring of that year, he was graduating, and I was corresponding with people trying to recruit them. I was going to come back for another year for year two, and I was recruiting my new team for that second year, and I said, hey, you should consider this, and so I just kind of knew, though, there's something, something I, I liked him, but I wouldn't articulate that at that point, so fast forward, we ended up leading that team together my second year. They moved us to the edge of Siberia, the warmer part, actually, and we led this team together. There's a warmer part there of Siberia? Is, there wow. is. It was still very cold. Sorry to interject there. But, but <laughs> there is love in Siberia because <laughs> we led that team together, and that summer I came home in between those two years. We had to go to a leadership training together to l learn how to lead a team in Siberia. And we would both say that was when – I knew I was like, oh no, this is a problem, because a you're very not good a good problem. Be I didn't articulate it to him or anybody, but you're not allowed to date in this internship because if if let's say you date and you break up, it's a train wreck. It's not good for anybody. So we went through that whole year, half that year, liking each other. We couldn't even tell each other. I told my team leader we had somebody. I had somebody, a woman above me, and he had a man above him that kind of led us, and they both knew from our perspectives that we liked each other, but they didn't tell each other and we didn't tell each other until middle of that year. He told me, uh, I, I was like, I like you too. It was a long six months because we still couldn't date. We get home in July of that year. By November, we're engaged. By March, we're married. But I will say, once you lead a team of Americans, like basically just out of college in a really cold foreign environment you learn a lot about each other and you you work a lot of kinks out before we even dated technically so it sounds fast but we spent a lot of time together so so In that's Siberia the, of all places uh, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, dramatic story but we'll cut it short for today's purposes so they but. might be spies I'm not sure uh <laughs> we'll we'll take they're taking a polygraph right, test right, later yeah um how long so. have you guys been married 10 years in March. Yeah. Okay. I just round up. That's I mean, fine. every, every, mm -hmm. it's been March. so good. You just round right, up. Right. That's yeah. right. Uh -huh. Um, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Just kind of get a backstory is good. I knew the Russia thing was involved somewhere. <laughs> I had forgotten. We had talked about this a long time ago. Um, but I, it, it does sound very James Bond. You, well, yeah. You know. it's, it's, it's really, dramatic. yeah. Um, it, was, it was pretty smooth. How? <laughs> <laughs> been married for 10 years. Um, it, we ended up the way we knew each other is from seminary. We were in the, the same the same Sunday school class. With a lot of other folks that we really love and stay in contact with, and they, they're in ministry at other places. And some of them are just living their lives. We love them and stay in touch with so many of them. Um, I know it's kind of funny. We still this, this group stays connected, and we'll send each other text messages and messages. Usually, the text messages happen in two times: in our best times when like a kid's born or you got a new job, or the worst times when you get the text like my world is coming to an end. And so, um, and that's happened, you know, several times uh, in, in our group that we had been a part of. And I'd like you guys to just tell us about a tough season in your marriage. Um, I know that's getting a little transparent here, but we, you know, you, you wanted to let the aura of, <laughs> aura of it's all good fall yeah. down. So put you on the spot and say, what was, tell us about a tough season in your marriage. I actually came up with a uh, new one that I didn't tell you about oh, last good. night. Oh, so <laughs> I'm going to do that Please one. This is the beginning of another you can tough do season. The, yeah. No, go ahead. <clears throat> I just picked one. We're, um, we're pretty open, folks, so yeah. it's okay. Um, hold on, speaker. Um, I think for me, one of the tough seasons was after we first got married, actually, uh, when we were making decisions on 
what we were going to do with our lives because I was kind of on a, a path where I had started seminary and I felt very much called to pastor a church, a local church here in the U.S. of A. And my wife is passionately mission-minded. Um, just uh, She would be pleased to live overseas somewhere right now. And uh, it's not that I'm opposed to missions or anything like that. I just feel like the Lord has placed a very definite call on my life for the time being, and that is to strengthen the local church and shepherd them here. And so it was an issue of, well, which, which way do we go? You know, what do we, what do, we do with this? Um, we had some long hard conversations, because when you have people that maybe feel like they're on two different paths, but they're already married, um, <laughs> what do you do with that? And so we had some long conversations. I remember crying in the car one time, and I'm not a very dramatic guy, but I'm like, you hate my call to pastoral or something stupid. I, I, I have a bad memory, so I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but we we just had some long hard conversations about that and and on her end it was well why would I have this heart why would I feel compelled and called in this direction but the Lord has has paired me with you I don't think it was ever a it doesn't make sense it was less harsh than yeah, that yeah it was though, less right? harsh okay. than that she usually articulates be better than that uh, but but that was probably one of the more difficult seasons just just for me uh, hmm. yeah. Laura what would you say that was good too yeah that's a good one there were others. <laughs> we talked about one last yes. night when we were talking, okay. getting ready for this. Um, okay, so, yeah, we got married, and then, like, almost immediately we moved to Louisville. He went to seminary, so I became the sugar mama while he was in school. <laughs> I had to, I, I worked full-time, you know, because he, he wanted to go ahead and get school done. So he went school full-time, and I worked a job, and then I had a baby while I was there, and then three months later we moved to from a city, which I really love. I, I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've lived lots of places, but I enjoyed Louisville. Um, and I was totally fine following where God was leading him and our family. That wasn't it. But He, the Lord sanctified me a lot when we moved to eastern Kentucky. And I'm not harping on eastern Kentucky. Some of the finest people we know to this day still live there. But it was really hard. It was very isolated. Um, and I was at a season, we were new, still kind of newlyweds. I had a brand new baby. I had just quit my job. Um, so I was doing this whole stay-at-home mom business that I had no idea. If you knew my backstory, you would laugh that I even do this, um, that I stay home and take care of my kids because there's just nothing I thought I would do. And it was just dark because we were alone. Um, I mean, again, godly people were there. Not a lot of people our age. So I didn't, um, and I didn't have any really older women or older people saying, you know what, it is hard right now. Let me hold your baby while you go cry or take a nap um, or go eat a cheeseburger by yourself slowly because you can't do that when you have kids. Um, so <laughs> y'all know what I mean. I got indigestion. <laughs> and so that was just, and it's not that it was, it wasn't that our marriage was struggling. It was just everything was hard. Everything was dark. Uh, and then I had another baby, uh, which I'm so thankful. I have precious babies. But it was just, if anybody's been there, it's, I don't think it's healthy to do it alone. And we were very much alone and isolated. And so I even had some postpartum depression with him. Didn't even know until one of our seminary friends who I still keep in contact with, she was like, I think like for real like these aren't okay thoughts that not you know I just wasn't in a good place I was in a place of darkness and so that was uh, we always we coined the phrase the dark days of eastern Kentucky uh, it, it's not love, eastern Kentucky's yeah, fault eastern Kentucky. please don't it's tell just... our friends there um, but it was just hard there was not a lot of fellowship not a lot of encouragement uh, man the Lord really worked some things out in our life then um, so what would you say if you had to say Two obvious seasons. I think you know maybe we can relate to that in some mm -hmm. way. 
What would you say was kind of the sustaining grace? What sustained you through that? Obviously your faith, but what in, what in general sustained you guys? Just maybe some things that you can give yeah. some hope there. Well, I think through mine is, um, even though we felt for a bit like we were on different pages, what I noticed and what we noticed over time, it didn't happen overnight, is that the Lord very much brought us on the same page. Um, the, now, Laura's still got a passionate heart for missions, um, but she has made me better in a sense because I will never not be missions-minded, all right, because I have my wife. And, and uh, Laura has a, heart, a, a greater heart, I think, for the local church now and ministry in, in the local church uh, because she's married to me. And so just over time, the Lord just kind of grafted the two of us together and uh, kind of brought us on, on the same path as we kind of st- stuck with what we, we thought the Lord might be doing in our marriage and our ministry. Great. Uh, Laura, what would you say? During that season of my life, I, I became a Christian in college. Um, I'll, I'll kind of share more maybe during the women's time of my testimony, but I, I became a Christian in college, and God was so faithful to put such godly people in my life to grow and shepherd me. I'm so th- I look back, and I don't know where I would be without them. And so when I got to Eastern Kentucky, that was the first time where it was like, are you going to do this thing or not? Like, these people are not here. I do think discipleship is biblical. It should be everywhere, preface. But when it is not, the Lord was, was basically showing me, you need to learn to walk with me on your own. You're never going to be able to pour out to other people unless you study his word. This is God talking to me, not in an audible voice, but you know what I mean. But unless you study my word and you know what it says for yourself, not from what someone has told you, but and are you going to hash this out? Are we going to work this out? Are you just going to be one of the fluffy float along? People carry your faith. And so I look back and I, I really see that that was what he taught me. Um, and again, it was hard. And I've got some scars to remind me of the Lord's goodness in that time. Because I was talking to someone um, just a few minutes ago. And now I have a heart for those people who do feel in isolation, who do feel like they're out in a, like where, whether it be a parenting struggle, a marital struggle, whatever kind of struggle, we don't have to be alone. That is not okay. You know, we are there for each other, but also too, to work it out. Like you, it, only, only we can control our relationship with God in the sense of only we can study his word and seek him ourselves. And so that was a long answer, but that's okay. okay. It is an interview. It so is. yeah, you, you <laughs> asked, yeah, I did ask, but I'm the chatty one. So I got you. Just give me that look. Man. Um, like, <laughs> no, I won't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, that would be very discreet too. Um, the, <laughs> um, I want We talked about the tough, tough seasons. Tell us about some of the good seasons of marriage. Because I didn't want it to make this into like Just we walked. <laughs> our marriage has been uphill both ways in <laughs> Siberia. <laughs> so, um, tell us about uh, some of the good seasons. Um. Well, it, you know, it may be the same one. I, I think I think that two pop into my mind, um, and the, I think they're good for the same reason. Is that the follow-up question is why they were good? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't have that plan, but that okay. sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Well, I didn't mean to take control. No, I don't have a plan. Okay. Good. I just have, I have four things on a piece of paper. That's all I have. And you all see right. it, right? It's I right do. here. Yeah, don't copy. Go for it. Uh, I think <laughs> uh, two very good seasons in our marriage was, uh, number one is when we were in uh, seminary in Louisville. Um, and the reason is because we were in a good church family, and we felt like, even though it was a large church, Ninth and O Baptist Church was a very large church, but within that church, we were in a Sunday school class with what we felt like was a very good community. And so we were, we were walking 
except for the Browns. They were awful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, we, we very much felt like we were walking through life together with folks that we loved and that loved us, and we were going through the same struggles. We were kind of in the same phase of life. We were like-minded. We all loved Jesus, but we were trying to follow Jesus. And, and so that was just a blessing to us. Um, and even, I, I don't mean to like... No, go ahead. I okay. talked a lot. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's okay. Um, I, I think now we are in a pretty good place because we have in our church some people our age, a good community of godly folks that we can go to and talk to and just kind of walk through life with. We encourage each other. If we're down, we pick each other up type type stuff. It's just, we have a good community of faith of, of people to be with. I, I just don't think you know, married couples are meant to live life in isolation as simply a married couple. We're meant to be a church family and a body. So that's the answer to my question. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I have to make a little brief. Amy, would you go let the food in? Please. And not the dogs out, because that's an old song. Sorry. Love you. Out. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody just barked out there. That was great. Um, let's, um, I, I, we're, we're running low on time, so. Um, no, 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 because we, we got food coming, and, oh, yeah. and, you know, it's, uh, and we got some things to do this afternoon, but I do want to ask this, and this is one I want to f- conclude with. Um, I'd like you to, to say one of Laura's weaknesses and strengths because we can't acknowledge those things in a good way. We can use our language, like you said, <laughs> to extend grace. And what we're going to extend grace is I'm you can talk about a weakness and then a strength, and then you get to yeah. do the same in loving response. All right, so um, if you would just talk I'm about ready. one of her weaknesses and then a strength, then we'll move on to you. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times... Uh, that weaknesses and strengths are kind of two sides of the same coin. Our weaknesses can be strengths, our strengths can be weaknesses. But uh, one of uh, Laura is very uh, driven and, and very focused and um, uh, headstrong. It's, not, it's okay. It's not, it's not bad. Um, but she sometimes she tends to not think outside of the box. <laughs> sometimes once she My world is black once or white. she yeah she she's just black or white thinker. And the Lord gives me grace sometimes to say, well, what if we think about this? And she's like, I never would have thought about that. And so I, I think the Lord pairs couples together with different strengths and different weaknesses. Those things often rub each other, and that causes some friction. But I, I think the Lord does that to make us stronger. Now, one of her strengths is that she is so gifted in wanting to invest in relationships. I mean, she is all about friendship and investing in relationships and spending time with people. And I'm a little bit more introverted, believe it or not. Um, if I wasn't married to my wife, my inclination would be to be a hermit and just kind of <laughs> hang out in my house and, and be quiet and listen to silence. You know, when I'm in the car, <laughs> when I'm in the car, I'll drive hours in absolute silence with me and my thoughts and be absolutely happy. Um, until but I lean over and turn the radio on. Until I need music. <laughs> um, but uh, she is just the Lord's gift to me because her, her strength is <laughs> an area that and I'm maybe, I don't know if it's weak or personality or whatever, but she, she just is consistently pushing me to uh, be involved in other people's lives. <laughs> She's like, no, we, we need to go hang out with some friends tonight. I need to get out of the house, and you need to come too. And, and so that's, <laughs> it is good. That is good. Yeah. All right. same, same stuff to you. Um, let's see. Um, he is a man of integrity, okay? Like, we were even talking about something last night. Uh, we weren't gossiping by any means. I don't think it was gossip at all, but he is a man that if he It wasn't s- about any of you. No, not at all. <laughs> <coughs> it was about a, si- a situation back at the seminary, and uh, my husband quickly and a gently way said, eh, let's not. And I'm like, what? What is the problem? But, but when he says something, he means it. 
Um, you can trust him with your life. I always joke, like, he doesn't tell me all the pastor things that go on. And, all. you know, I, I, I do ministry with him, but there's a lot of things, like, if you tell him, I don't know. People just assume I know. I don't know because he, he's a man of his word. You can trust him. And, again, talking about trust, I have never not trusted him. And I'm so thankful for that because it really is a bond in your marriage that I think is so important that anybody can have. But he naturally is the one to, to take the higher ground and just um, to do things how they should be done all the time. He's consistent with that. Um, and this is just transparent, I think. Uh, you know, and he'll talk about roles in marriage. I think he, leading is hard. Um, yeah. Are you okay? He's saying that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, leading is hard because he's married to a, a, a strong, opinionated woman. Okay, and good looking. I'll, good looking. But. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well played. But I, I think, and I and only and only brought it. I was actually going to say a different weakness, but I brought this one up because. <laughs> I think that... I love as if I th- there's only two. Well, I think because sometimes pastors are put on this pedestal and all this stuff, I, I think you all, especially men, need to know that to lead your wives is not easy. Um, some, and I think personalities play so much into that, and I've had to really learn what it looks like to let him lead our family and, and our marriage because that does not come naturally to me. Um, I'm wired the other way, uh, as a child, kind of taught the other way. And so, um, now he does it well, but he has to work at it. Mm -hmm. I will say that because again, some men are natural leaders. It's not that hard, but as my husband is very patient, kind, and he doesn't mind to sit back in terms of, you know, he doesn't have to be the head of everything that goes on. I think that's a great quality too, but in our marriage, he's had to really ask the Lord and seek the Lord to lead a crazy woman who <laughs> just naturally doesn't say, okay, my precious husband, we'll do whatever you say. You <laughs> are pretty precious. We, um, we always joke so. and say that together we laugh, like together we're one whole person because we really aren't alike at all. If, if you spent any more time with us, we're just so different in, in our strengths and weaknesses, what we like and don't like, personalities. So I'm thankful for these things because I can really, 10 years later, now a year out, I've been like, oh, what did we do? <laughs> but 10 years out, we can look back and see how gracious the Lord was to bring us together to hash these things out, okay, that have caused some conflict. Um, but he's been so kind to us to put us together to strengthen us in these areas where we just are a hot mess. So, Well, I appreciate you guys sharing that with us. And um, I think uh, this is going to be a great time. We're entering into a time. We're about to pray. I think, is that the food? No, yeah. Good okay. Timing. We have Chick-fil-A. We got it catered in. We're going to eat that. And we're going to go spend some time together um, one-on-one. Um, well, two-on-two, I guess. You know, uh, <laughs> we got we got some, we're going to go to the bowling alley. We got, we Amazing Grace Community Church let us borrow their 15 passenger vans. We're going to all load up like a youth group, okay, and drive that. I have 15 years of experience driving 15 passenger vans with t- full of people, but you guys are going to be much better because the teenagers are always like throwing stuff at me. Well, I don't know. Paul's in there. You watch out for Paul. Um, I, don't, I, don't know why. I don't know why I singled out Paul, but uh, we're going to pray and uh, we're going to enjoy some lunch together and we're going to go spend some time fellowshipping. And one of the things, I, one of the reasons I wanted us to have this conversation. In front, you know, this interview uh, here is God has put people in our lives to help us sustain our marriage, Amy and I, and these are two of the people. Um, there's been a lot over the years, 
We've, um, but these people have walked with us for some time, and they've been good friends to us, and their faith encourages me. I hope it encourages you, and your faith can encourage, and your marriage, and your struggle even, and the way that you are going after Christ even in the struggles will encourage other people, and you may not see that, and that that's we just want to see that there's a lot of grace that is extended through godly relationships of couples and couples, and we, we intentionally need to to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the the bowling thing is going to be fun. And yes, we will compete, but part of that is just connecting with one another. Okay, so good. So let's pray. I'll pray for the food, and we'll eat. All right, God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your goodness to us in Christ. Thank you for your grace. I'm thankful that you're taking brokenness and you are making it new. And God, uh, we are a new creation. Help us put off the old and put on the new. And um, God, we ask that you would bless this continued time, keep us safe as we go bowling, and um, help bless this food to our bodies in Jesus' name. Amen.